Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Sometimes the world looks like you ain't ever seen it before. Stuck behind never-ending windows. All you need is a door. Searching for something to put a smile back on your face Just remember in unusual times it can come from an unusual place You need a partner for the ride Cause everybody needs a climb So set your worries to the side Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience. Do you not want to wait? Neither do we. Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? Jessica, I am starting the fight club today. Are you ready to fight? I am ready. <laughs> I've been waiting the first for first rule this. of fight club is you don't talk about it, Sarah. I never watched the movie, so I, I know that's what they say, but I feel like by saying, like, the first rule of Fight Club is not to talk about it, but you're saying the first rule, I feel like they're talking about it. It's a little counterintuitive. Oh, it's but a Catch-22, a la from last episode. It, of course. So I feel as though I am ready. We've been waiting for a full-out Dawson Pacey blowout for a while. I'm not gonna lie like i kind of wanted a smidge more fire like yeah more hands to the face type of thing it was the most vague fight i've ever seen where yeah. they don't even say like well you stole my girlfriend like they I don't wish, even say that i wish it got like worse to be honest yeah with you. it needs to get worse before it gets better true so maybe we're in for like a round two and maybe it gets worse i know that um, I think t- it was Temi who said that we had one more like big blowout fight. Yeah, and I'm was ready. Was this the for one that. he's talking about? Or is he talking? No, about- no, no. He said that he got punched. Punched. He oh, got one. Punched he gets punchy time. again. Okay, right. Yeah. We, yeah so that's which obviously what I'm waiting happen. for. But yeah. um, we have a guest today that we will not punch, but could be in the Fight Club. Oh I- my god. <laughs> I said we would not punch. I know, but I just think we need to d- do a disclaimer that we won't punch any of our guests. I mean, why would we? I'm just trying to I, do a good segue, Jessica. Oh, I'm sorry. Once again, once again, you cannot fuck with the segue. 
and by interrupting the segue. It's Leo season. Like that was a good segue or that was a bad segue. That's podcasting 101. You've been doing this shit for nearly four (laughs) years. Pull yourself together. I am legit going to fight you today. And in my corner, I really do hope our guest Eric is in my corner. Eric, you have to, please, for the love of God, join my corner in this fight club to fight Jessica during Leo season because it's just going to get worse from here. I wasn't expecting to be the Joey in this triangle here. But, <laughs> but I really was like the least amount of surprise ever. And you did just threaten to kick my ass. No, I and and I on top kick, of that. Yeah, I want you to kick Jessica's ass with me. So... Jess just mentioned it though. It is Leo season. You have yeah. two Leos on the line with you. Yeah, so, you're welcome. We did this on purpose. Where I stand. I hate I it. Stay in the middle first. Happy birthday, belated. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> did you have the most magical birthday? Uh, I mean, magical, not really. I was planning on taking myself to dinner because it was a Monday night and nobody mm-hmm. can do anything. And then it, the skies opened up and there was a tornado watch and it just poured all over the place. Here, oh, so. no. Oh, you're oh. saying the best part of your birthday you're saying is when I wished you a happy birthday. Is that what you're saying? (laughs) Up up one. Perfect. The audacity. The audacity. I am am a Maryland boy and I'm going tomorrow to some family's house to eat steam crabs. (gasps) That I'm jealous of that. It's like a one year thing for me. I would love some steam crabs from Maryland. Have you guys had them before? Uh, I have, yeah. So my once again, my dad worked for the Yankees. One of the favorite things to do was go to Baltimore while he was playing what the Orioles. Is that a game? Yeah. Okay. Is that a yes? That is a game <laughs> slash a team. Okay. And then one of the things that we always did when we went to Baltimore was get like uh, the crabs in the bucket type of thing. Yeah. yeah. Great. I know. Memories. I get it. I grew up here. It's weird. It's. You get your hands all dirty. You don't get a whole lot of food, and it's a pain in the ass. But. Well, but also you get to eat straight from the table, but they put brown paper on the table, and yeah. I love it. Yeah. Jessica, have you ever had a crab in a bucket on a table with a piece of paper? I have not, no. <laughs> mm. I mean, I've seen photos and stuff, and it looks yeah. fantastic. Like, I'd participate, definitely. Yeah, sad for you. It's definitely an experience, yeah. but if you want to get full, you want to have something else there, too, to eat. Yeah, I feel like you need some sides. Like you, you have need, corn, you know. You got <gasps> those yes. little, the um, the corn, the potatoes, and the hush puppies. Yeah. Ooh, hush puppies. Yes. Yeah. Um, but today we're saying hello to Eric, but we're saying goodbye, Yellow Brick Road, uh, in this episode of Dawson's Creek, where I mean, honestly, this was a better a better episode than we've been getting at least. Where we're getting we're getting some fighting. We're getting the big Grams reveal to like not just Jack, which finally fucking finally, um, but also we're getting Jen's mom back in the mix, and we're making some moves here because as we know, we only have a few episodes left. So this feels like it was a big momentous episode in terms of like pushing the narrative forward, pushing the story arcs forward. Like, I don't know, Sarah, are you surprised that uh, Jen, Grams, and Jack all move into New York? No, I actually love it. And I think that it makes a lot of sense for me, especially because of the David thing from last week where we were like, I can't possibly understand why they would break David and Jack up. I think them winding back up into New York City makes a lot of sense, especially Mm -hmm. because 
I don't know because yeah, they did wind up going to school in Boston, but I do think that New York would have been a better fit for Jack and Jen. So I'm really happy that that's where they're winding up. And I, I totally agree with Jennifer, like the best hospitals in the world some of the best hospitals in the world are in New York City. They will be able to take care of Grams, hopefully cure her cancer, or at least make her the most comfortable and healthy as possible. Um, and I also think it makes sense for Jen to um, go full circle and reconnect with at least her mother, because that was a storyline from as early as season one. So I'm actually happy as a clam at the crab house. Because I'm not getting eaten because everyone's focusing on the crab. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Eric, what do you think? I mean, I think this is interesting in that, okay, we're bringing Jen's mom back into the mix. And it's at at her behest, right? She is the one organizing it. Grams is the one who's like, hold up. This isn't what I wanted. But, I mean, if there's any time to, like, reconnect with family members who maybe you don't have a great relationship with, it makes sense that it would be at a time where someone is, is sick. Yeah, it's exactly when reality sets in and you realize what's actually important and you don't want to waste time. Uh, I thought it was they needed to bring back Jen's mom in some way before the show was ending because none of it has really been resolved yet. Um, Did I notice they snuck in that she got divorced or was that already Um, final before? Because they kind of snuck that in here. I'm pretty confident. No, because remember they when mentioned we were, it. So when Jennifer was, I think it was the, I think it was season, the pilot of season six, I think when they were not the pilot, but the first episode of season six, when they were doing the montage about like where everybody was in the summer and it was really strange. Remember they sat Jen down and Jen was like so happy when their parents yes. got a divorce. And then we switched to like Audrey and Pacey in the car. And it was like, it was like that really weird opener that we were like, this is not the Dawson's Creek that we know. That's yeah. when they announced the divorce and Jen was really happy about it. Um, is this the same actress that played? Nope. Okay. So this is Mimi Driver, who is like an established actress. Like I totally forget what she's in. And um I can't look it up because the computer that I'm on, I'm literally not able to type on with my nails. But so I, know- I did it for you because I did I was doing it, I was doing a deep dive into something else. There were a couple like running threads that like have been talked about this whole couple of seasons that I wanted to, f- to see if I could find some info on. One was did James Vanderbeek really not want to be on the show? Because I couldn't Ooh. find anything to show that. Um, and I think we were all just taking it at face value that he yeah. I couldn't find anything definitive. I also was wondering if maybe he was filming movies at that time. The only thing yeah. he would film that was like he had a meaty role in was Rules of Attraction. Um, so I don't know. But I also wanted to dig into Michelle Williams because I know clearly this show has ignored her character for a while now. But I was yeah. starting to wonder, did she already start to make it a little bit and have other things like keeping her busy? And she did film three movies in 2001 and Whoa. two in 2003. So I don't know if that had any effect on her being on the show or not, but it was notable. Um, But one thing I found out on accident while I was looking through this was that this was only the second time we've seen Jen's mom on the show. The The first first time time was Thanksgiving, right? Yes. And this one, and this is super interesting for a very weird reason. Her name is Mimi Rogers. And 
she's famous in a lot of ways for being Tom Cruise's first wife. Uh, oh, oh, awkward with Katie Holmes. Oh. What? They never interacted, but how weird is that? That is weird. Oh, that's fun. Ooh, Rogers, not driver. Okay, so what? What? Um, besides being Tom Cruise's first wife, what was she? Was she an actress? What was she in? I that I don't know. Because uh, I look, hold on, I'm pulling up her. I'm pulling up her IMDb. Mimi Rogers. Mimi what Rogers. What's for the name Mimi? I feel like I'm like up on Mimi. Mimi feels like an old lady name, but I don't know. No, I mean, like, sorry. Uh, let's see. Uh, NCIS Los Angeles. She's only in one episode of that. Let's see. I'm looking for something she had a, a bigger role in. Uh, what still remains? Just thought that she was Mimi Driver. Maybe she's not established. She was in Mad Men for an episode. I'm looking for like shows to see if she's been in anything. I mean, it seems like she's been in some TV movies and stuff. It seems as though she got famous from marrying Tom Cruise is what I'm gathering. As yeah. people do. As people do. I mean, that's kind of, I mean, it's pretty notorious how Brad Pitt and uh, Jennifer Aniston built each other up in fame from just dating each other. And I think like even Nicole Kidman became really established once she was married to Tom Cruise. So Tom Yeah, Cruise, she's she's very much like a working actress. Like she's been in a lot of stuff and like yeah. has been in stuff recently, but it's more of like one off here, one off there, TV movie, like right. nothing that I'm recognizing. All right. I recognize her face, but I think that Eric's right that I probably recognize her from tabloids because I'm such a pop culture whore. So <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so it's yeah. it's very fascinating. But let's get let's get into the episode proper, season six, episode twenty one. Goodbye, Yellow Brick Road, and we pick up exactly where we left off last episode with Pacey kind of like looking up at Dawson's house, not sure whether to go in or not. And unfortunately, Dawson just like bursts out, and he's like, "Listen, I got something to show you. I'm really excited." And Pacey really doesn't have the heart to like break anything to him at that point but we get our first glimpse into dawson's room redone to be exactly like it was in the pilot to look like it was when he was 16 and pacey is just like so aghast that he can't he's like i can't break this dude's heart right now because dawson tells him he maxed out three credit cards sarah three credit cards once again this is the sarah j ferguson rules of finance you get a credit card and you max it out with no ability to repay it. Uh, fucking idiots. I, this is why 20 year olds should not have credit cards. If my, if my ass was like, you cannot have a credit card at 20 years old, my life would be so much better. I'm not even joking. Um, so this is really disheartening. I hate seeing it. Cause I just, once again, like I know these mistakes, like I know, how it is and obviously Dawson got some really rotten financial advice and guidance um from Pacey but also he's young and um financial literacy is not uh, a big thing in this country I like it, it's more and more eye-opening that they kind of want you to fail because uh blah 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 big corporations blah 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 so I mean like uh, I know other people that can articulate this better yeah, like it's really disheartening to just watch Pacey absolutely just sit there frozen with this humongous piece of news and not say anything to Dawson. I just kind of think it's like fucked up. I think that he needs to own his shit, even if Dawson's excited about something. Um, yeah. It's just it's 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 really fucked up, actually. And on top of that, um, does, what 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 does everybody think of like Dawson's handiwork with his room? 
Yes. I mean, Eric, he has an eye for detail. Like, I don't know if he looked at old photos, but it's identical. I mean, it's creepy as fuck, but yes. he did a good job. <laughs> it is he did a really, really good job. How did he do it? Like, okay, because obviously he's not the type of person to, it's not like he has an episode of Dawson's Creek that he can freeze uh, frame by frame. How did he do it? Yeah. He might have actually filmed some stuff in his room when he was a kid, though. Well, did he film That's any true. of the creek creek monster or monster from the yeah, creek maybe. or whatever the heck in there? Maybe. Maybe. Um, yeah, it's really fascinating how he did that, actually. Yeah. Uh, did you see that there is a new poster of Final Destination added? A <laughs> Yeah, a little nod to Kerr Smith. That's fun. I love that. Yeah. But yeah, it's like it's it only gets worse because I feel like the longer Pacey waits, the worse it gets because then Dawson makes him, oh, you're going to be my associate producer. I'm going to give you credit on the film. And oh, we're going to have to like uh, cast a Pacey. So I'm going to need your help with that. And Eric, the longer he waits, the more Dawson is going to give him information that's just going to make him feel worse. Yeah, he's it's not going to get better. So he should, he just he needs to just rip the bandaid off and tell him. I get it's hard. I can't imagine being in that position. I've yeah. never just like cost my best friend all their money before. I can't. Yeah. I don't. I have a hard time believing that Dawson would really max out three credit cards, but that's probably more on the right. Yeah. Whatever. I guess that's the Mitch in him, right? That's the like <laughs> that dreamer genetics. Um, I, there was one thing that offended me about this scene so badly, though. What and is it? Was, it? When Dawson's like, hey, you're going to be an associate producer on this film. They're like, yeah, no shit. Like, you have a character <laughs> with me in the film. Like, am That's I not fair. getting credit for this? Like, what are we talking about Yeah, here? Joey, PC, and Dawson all need credit. And probably yeah. Jen, unless they're just yeah. like, eh, we'll write Jen out of this. Who cares? The show <laughs> feels that else. way anyway. So <laughs> everybody feels. Um, so Pacey still hasn't told him. And then we jump over to Graham's house where... Surprise, surprise, Jen's mom, Helen, is there. And it, Jen isn't surprised because it turns out she invited her. Grams is shocked. And Grams immediately is like, Jen, how could you do this? Like, I told you I didn't want to tell her. But uh, how could you tell her? But Jen says, no, I didn't say that. You're going to say that because I can't keep this secret alone. And, I mean, Sarah, I completely agree with Jen. I feel like it's – and I – Grams is going through a lot, so I'm trying not to blame her too much. But how are you going to expect your, like, 19-year-old granddaughter to be the only one that knows? Like, it's yeah. too much of a burden. It really is unreasonable for Grams to have uh, Jen hold this in, especially if she requested that she doesn't tell her best friend in Jack and the, her friends surrounding her, when you have a family member that is not well, it really does help to have as much support emotionally as possible. And I, I think it's like um, the Grams is like the classic, like stiff upper lip type of mentality where it's like your business is your business. Don't make everybody your problem, everybody else's problems. But it's just not the right mentality to like live a mentally healthy life. So um, I think that it was good of Jen to reach out to her mother. I kind of wish that at the very least, Jen was like, Grams, I'm inviting mom. She's going to come. You're going to tell her. I'm giving you the heads up. This is not a discussion. Like, I need support. 
I think that like the blindsided aspect of this could have been a little bit, bit executed mm. better. But um, I think that once again, Grams is stubborn. I think that she comes from a generation where she is like not having the ability to openly share what she's feeling, but nonetheless, I mean, like Eric, what do you, what do you think? Like, do you think that there could have been a better way to approach this? Yes. I think there's probably a better way. I agree with you completely. I think you can't expect 19 year old Jen to just be able to handle this and not tell anybody that's too much to ask for. Uh, And like you said, Grams comes from a generation where not only she doesn't want other people to have to shoulder her burden at all. Right. And she doesn't want to like, she's always been the strong one for everyone else. And she's not been in that position, at least that we've ever seen where she's having problems and has to lean on any, someone else. So I can't imagine that's easy for her, but I think Jen could have at least just gave her a heads up. Yeah. I I think probably her concern is like, okay, if I tell her Helen is coming, she's just not going to be around or she, you know, she's going to like find an excuse to get out of there. If you, confront her with it she can't really go anywhere but i i kind of agree with you maybe preparing her at least a little bit especially because it's not even just helen right like then jack is coming for dinner as well and it's like it's a lot to have all of those people there and expect grams to be like hey bt dubs got cancer you know right um so uh then we go why why is Jack Osborne in this episode? Like, what are we doing? Why is he? Because in- he Whoa. got a four episode arc and he has to be there con- contractually. That's what it is. This is so stupid. I don't understand why we're doing this. I don't understand why he's in the dorm room. I don't understand why he's looking at boxers. I don't understand why he's supposedly possibly going to Worthington. Make it make sense, Eric. Make it make sense. <laughs> He's a horrible actor. I don't understand. (laughs) Um, And I don't want to kink shame anybody, but I don't understand the whole smelling people's panties thing. It's really disgusting. Okay. But it's like also gross. That's like, that wasn't consent. (laughs) And Joey doesn't even seem bothered by it. I mean, I would be bothered by it unless I'm selling it for big money. I will sell (laughs) any garment of mine if it gives me money. So that oh I can pay God. off mine and Dawson's credit cards. That's all I want. <laughs> Insane. I'll do it. I'll do it. I don't care. Uh, it, I mean, I guess the entire I, – I just don't understand why he's even here because the whole point of this scene that I feel like was slightly tainted by the fact that freaking Jack Osborne is there is that this is the Joey and Audrey goodbye for the summer, goodbye for now sort of, you know, scene. And, and it yeah. is very sweet because – um, like Joey's like, well, we're not, it's not like we're going to see each other again or anything like that. Or we're not, we're not going to not see each other. And Audrey says, yes, but this is a big moment. Like, or this is the end of an era in this room together. And she says like, I love you. And, uh, she gives, she gives Joey a parting gift. Sarah, how funny was it to see the pillow that we've been talking about yes. <laughs> for so long? Be the gift. And okay. So Jessica Sterling, what was on the hubby pillow the hubby pillow that's what the pillow is called it's called like a hubby pillow oh i didn't know that okay Okay. okay what was on the pillow oh it was wrapped it was wrapped in ribbon it had a bow i told you all gifts are made better 
by bows. Well, you and Audrey are the same, so this makes sense. Yes, I thought that was a great gift because, number one, like, it probably, like, reminds Joey of Audrey. It's a symbol of, like, their dorm room. And Joey uh, hates it, so that tickles Audrey. <laughs> well, okay, uh, maybe it's a Joey problem. Maybe Joey doesn't accept gifts well. How about Joey, that? okay. All right, Eric, we have known Joey for six seasons. What about Joey is like, let me give her this, like, basically what it looks like is someone skinned a Muppet and made it into a pillow. Like, it is bright pink. Has Joey Potter ever worn pink on this show? Not once. At least that I can remember. <laughs> I but like it, it. This was, I actually thought it was a good gift because Audrey explained it so well. Of like, mm -hmm. hey, this is representing me. And you got used to me, basically. And you're going to like this now. And I bet Joey will like it now. But yeah. the whole thing was like, okay, of course, most people's normal reaction to receiving a gift like that, even if they don't like it, and is fun. She had her oh, honest reaction. thank you. Yeah. <laughs> but even more so, there wasn't a single thing about like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't get you anything. Yeah, Joey <laughs> sucks, right? Joey doesn't get any gifts. Um, yeah. But I, I, I think it was funny to me because Audrey is just like, listen, I know you hate it. And that is why you must carry it on all your travels because it's harsh and overwhelming at first, but then it will give you its delicious comfort and you'll find that you can't live without it. And I, while I enjoy this sentiment and I think it's hilarious and I love Audrey for it, I'm also like 0% chance Joey's going to go backpacking through Europe and carry this massive pink pillow with her. Well, maybe she should. Maybe she should. Because but, you know what? Yeah. She doesn't have any Eddie anymore to hold her tight. But guess what would? That pink fucking nice fluffy pillow. hubby pillow yeah and it's just funny because this does kind of soften up joey a little bit and she admits what we've been saying all along sarah which is that like you know what she's never had a proper like girlfriend nobody like audrey of course and like i like that eric that she is willing to kind of admit that and point that out of like you know what audrey you were like a brand new person in my life and the first of like your kind you know like i've Obviously, we know she had a, her, like, frenemy ship with Jen. And Audrey is, like, the first girl's girl that she's ever been friends with. Yeah, I thought it was a big moment for Joey to actually understand that now. Like, she danced mm -hmm. around it with Jen of, like, oh, we should probably be friends. But Joey never wanted it. Jen did. Joey yeah. didn't. Yes. And the only thing is, it took Audrey literally forcing her friendship on her to get Joey <laughs> to finally accept it. And they yeah. they. they had to live together by like the school telling them to that's yeah. a good approach i love that approach i love to suffocate with kindness you really do <laughs> this is why you and audrey are the same i love it i love it and it always works if you're persistent like nine and a half times out of ten it works if you just suffocate people with kindness mm -hmm. they come around i have put it into execution yeah um so they have their little goodbye. It's very sweet. It's very cute. I can't imagine this is the last we see of Audrey. Um, but they get their proper goodbye, at least a goodbye to the room. And then we go to the grocery store where Jack and Jen are shopping. And this was interesting because I don't know, Eric, if it's me, I feel like this is the moment you let Jack in on what's going on. But she's still kind of masking it. Like, because Jack has no idea why Jen's mom is in town. He has no idea why he's being invited to this dinner. He thinks it's like a goodbye party for CJ because apparently CJ is going to New York and that just cropped up out of nowhere. But honestly, who gives a shit? Um, but I found it a little interesting. Like, maybe not the grocery store is the best place, but I, I don't know. I feel like you kind of want to clue Jack into what's going on. You would think so. I, 
the only thing I could think of is maybe she's like, well, I know he's family, but Grams is already mad enough at me for finding <laughs> out. So like, maybe I don't want to find out too much. And she already knows she's doing the thing with her mom. So maybe she doesn't want to pile on too much. Uh, I think she should have told him, but what do I know? I do think, I, I think so also. I think like, honestly, if he's going to find out potentially that night, I think that she could have opened up to him. Um, I do love the fact that like we've seen them grocery shop before. Yes, they just it's consistent. It's like familiar. I just really love it. I also love how they had to pick up the tomatoes, but I'm curious why Jack had to smell the tomatoes. It's not like you could like smell the tomatoes and be like, these tomatoes are rotten. Or yeah, like, usually that's a sight thing, right? Like you would think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is kind of weird. Um, and it's, and it does feel awkward because if I'm Jack and Jen is like very much being, uh, kind of sly and a little bit like cagey, coy about what's going on. If I'm Jack, I'm very much like, tell me the details now, you know, I just, I feel like they're at that point in their relationship, like they're close enough where that felt realistic to happen. But maybe Jack was like, oh, it is just a CJ thing. Like, I don't care. It's whatever. Um, so they finish up their shopping and Joey brings her new red North Face backpack. <laughs> it's really making the rounds, to be honest mm. with you. Maybe it's not so ugly. Maybe it's okay. It's just a red backpack. I don't know how that would be ugly. Um, have you ever owned a North Face jacket? Yes, of course. I grew up in the early aughts. Of course yeah. I did. Yeah. Or as I thought it was hilarious to say when I was a teenager, North Face, which is not funny. Ooh. That's not fun. <laughs> I know. Thank God that I got a little Listen, funnier than I used to be. If it was like 2009 and yeah. you didn't have a North Face jacket and Ugg boots, who even the fuck were you? That Nobody. was the thing. Nobody Although I didn't. I had a North Face jacket, but I had I did not have Uggs. I had bear paws, which looked exactly like Uggs, no. but were so much better and so much cheaper. No, you were a freaking dweeb. <laughs> what a loser. <laughs> I would oh, throw really hot words. <laughs> I would bully you. To be of honest, of course you would have bullied me because you would have been like, "Ugh, that bitch can't even get Uggs. What a loser!" <laughs> I'd Eric, be like, "I'm you... poor." <laughs> uh, have you ever had a North Face item of clothing? I don't think I have, and I've definitely yeah. never had Uggs. Uh, yeah. But I also grew up a little bit earlier than you both. Like I yeah. was more like late mid nineties. I so, just yeah. bought um, my best friend's baby a North Face jacket. It's that reversible. That baby is going to grow out of that jacket in two seconds. Stop being such a whore. It's fine. <laughs> They're going to have to have another baby. They'll have, they to have another, another baby, baby. So they can use the jacket again. Yeah, it's reversible. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm sure there's going to be plenty of other babies that you can pass it off to. There you go. Uh, so Joey arrives at the Potter B&B and that's when she notices they're on the script or they're on the on the table or whatever is the script the untitled Dawson Leary script throw it in the trash I'm just hey, like Joey, Dawson thinks he's so cute <laughs> yeah seriously like Dawson thinks he's so fucking cute and with leaving this little script here for her to find it's like Dawson come on now like stop it stop Okay, Eric, what would you rather have as a gift? The red North Face backpack, the pink fuzzy uh, hubby pillow, or 
Dawson Leary's untitled script project. Easy. Backpack number one, pillow number two. <laughs> straight in the trash. But Ooh. I think the thing with the script is, yeah. If as a as a fellow Leo Eric, if I am a starring role uh, in this script, point. yes, I want to read it all. I want to read it all. If I'm in it, I want to read it. There's one thing Dawson has always seemed to ignore when it comes to Joey. He tells her so many things about how perfect she is and how great she is and how he can't ever cast for her. Yeah. So much pressure on her when she's probably reading this script of like, how is he representing me? He's going to make me seem too perfect. And it's going to be horrible. It's, I feel like it is really revealing, right? To like have a script of like, this is exactly what someone thinks of me. Yeah. It, you know, it's a little, yeah, it's a little much, but she's very excited. She doesn't even, who gives a fuck about Bodie? Who gives a fuck about baby Alexander? We don't care. We're not going inside. We're immediately sitting down and reading the entire fucking thing. <laughs> uh, you know what? I feel like that script would make really good fire king kindling, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just crumple it up and throw it in there. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. Also, he wrote the script already. And also, he might be a good director, but we all know he's a shitty writer. So I don't know why he's pushing this. Um, yeah. But yeah, Joey just sits down and reads her little heart out and apparently finishes it in one sitting, mainly because it's a di- like kind of like a diary of her life. Why can't Dawson just write about something else? Because he's obsessed. Because nothing else has happened to him. Except Creek Days. Well, and like, honestly, maybe this is silly or maybe this isn't what he wants to do. But I don't understand why he's not writing about like the death of his father. And like, I don't know. Like, I feel like that is more interesting and more like a difficult thing to have gone through than, oh my God, once upon a time I was in a love triangle with like my two best friends. (laughs) I'm kind of just fully feeling as though like, it's everything. It's not just the love triangle. Like this is going to be some like meta shit. Remember back in the day yes. when like the last Harry Potter book came out and there's that rumor that like, oh my gosh, like Harry Potter was actually like just a normal boy that got a concussion and this whole thing was a big dream. Like I feel like it's going to be some meta shit like that. Like we've been watching it the whole time and we're going to see like the real mm-hmm. Dawson and Joey and Pacey and they're going to be like some other actors. and It's going to be really weird. Like, I'm pretty sure that that's yeah. what's probably going to wind up happening at this rate. Like, I think it's the whole gambit, right? Like, it's the yeah. whole thing. But it would make a shitty movie, but it would make a good TV show. Yeah. Um. So, Joey goes to Dawson's, and of course the ladder is back. It has to be back because it, not, it can't just be the room. It has to be the ladder, too. Well, Sarah, yeah, well, the ladder is a pivotal point of, of the course. thing. Now, I have a question for you, Sarah, because yeah. – that we're we only have a few episodes left mm-hmm. is this the last time we will see the ladder no okay the ladder the has la- to make an appearance again i feel as though like the ladder is probably like the most like iconic imagery from dawson's creek yeah. besides the creek itself and the and the rowboat yeah. of dawson motorboating people up and down <laughs> no true love true <laughs> love is the real true love symbol. true love true. come on stop it and dawson's um, crying face and yeah, like when I think of images in my head, what represents like the latter is part of it. Like it was so iconic in the early seasons and there's just no freaking way. 
that um, as long as there's a Joey and Dawson, then there's a ladder, right? Yeah. So as I was watching that scene, because they played such sentimental music for this like dirty ladder, and I'm thinking, I know last time I was on here, I mentioned the rumors going around at the time that Dawson's Creek was named that way because Dawson drowned in the creek. Oh my God, yes. (laughs) I'm thinking this, her looking at the ladder and all this stuff could have been a dream scene where like if Dawson did drown in the creek and Joey's remembering him and like she turns around and Dawson's like, go ahead, climb the ladder. Oh, and it's a ghost. Yeah. (laughs) Incredible. Abby Morgan's ghost. Yes. Incredible. So yeah, so he's just like, hold on. Dawson's Creek is actually a horror film where the creek is like an entity in it of itself claiming all the teenagers of Cape Side. And Abby Morgan like was one of the first, but it's also like, it's, oh wait, who else fell in the creek? Didn't somebody else fall in the creek after that? Whatever. It's claiming people left and right. It's its own monster and there's no way past it. Now that is a better movie than Swamp Thing. That is and that is kind of like Swamp Thing because Joey no, wait, just like isn't because it's, and... it's something like more than a swamp creature. Okay. It's the lake itself. It has it's the creek uh, itself. It has its own mind. Mm-hmm. Look, okay. look how creative I am. Wow, yeah. you should be a screenwriter. Obviously, I don't want to because I okay I hate write. I hate then writing. don't do it. Don't I do hate it. Writing it's so it's so freaking boring. You'd need to cut your nails shorter, I think, too, in order to do. No, that. my nails are fine. It's just the I need a flat keyboard. I can't have a yeah. keyboard that's like three inches tall keys. It's unreasonable. Okay. Very unreasonable. Anyway, Dawson comes up behind her. He somehow sneaks up like he is a ghost and he's like, go for it. Do it. And so she climbs the ladder. She's back in Dawson's room from when he was a kid. And they act like it's like, oh, nothing ever changed. You know, being back in here together, it feels like old times. You know, it feels like it feels like we haven't had this like lost year, you know? Um, But yeah. And Dawson does this creepy line of like, now that you're here, it's perfect. (laughs) (laughs) I can't, I can't. You know, he rehearsed that too. You know, he thought, what am I going to say when Joey comes up here? Do you think her first reaction was like, wow, this is amazing. Or was it actually like, oh my God, this is horrifying. I think, I think creepy is probably more what she's thinking. Like this is the creepiest thing ever. It is creepy, right? It's pretty creepy to not only meticulous, meticulously like place everything in the same exact spot as it was before, but also to revert the room from its, from old state to the brand new room and then back to the old room. It's, pretty psychotic i think the lake the creek probably is not only making dawson a ghost but also uh taking over dawson's mind <laughs> and oh it's his proximity to cape side and it messes with his mind oh wow it's so true mm-hmm. wow look at us this Nailed is <laughs> get todd in here he loves horror films like i wonder how he <laughs> would feel about this yeah uh Back to Jen's or uh, Jen and Graham's house where they're kind of like awkwardly sitting down to tea and Jen pretty much immediately is like, oh, I'm going to go like, um, I don't know, make tea, uh, maybe some brownies, maybe some cookies. Um, I'll be back in, you know, maybe a while. 
um you two should chat <laughs> you should you should chat but like her excuse was like i have honey on my hands it's like what are you a fucking sloppy bitch like how did you get honey on your hands there is nothing i hate more than something sticky in my hands it drives me absolutely off the wall like crazy eric why is she such a sloppy girl she needed an excuse and that's all she could come up with i don't even yeah. think she had honey on her hands i hate the honey on the hands i would because you can't even wash off the honey on the hands like mm -hmm. it's like you need, you need like oil or something something yeah. it's so bad yeah. so she has honey on the hands she tells she threatens grams under her breath you better tell her that yeah. means you yeah. That and they you. had this really awkward conversation of like neither of them really knows what to say and helen feels like she's kind of ruminating on the past a bit now like we shouldn't have waited so long why have we waited so long um and graham says some things that make helen say like oh have you have you gone soft like ever i think jen is like had made, has made you happy like it feels like she's made you younger which i understand i feel like eric that makes sense of like if you're an older person living with such a young person, they're going to have an impact. You're just automatically going to be a little bit more youthful as a result. Oh, yeah. We've seen it with Grams ourselves, like throughout the series. She started off so rigid and so just forcing her beliefs on Jen. But now she's so accepting of Jen and Jack and everyone. And she's come through a few times when we thought she might go a different direction. And she actually like takes the right side. And yeah. Yeah, for example, like my one of my favorite Graham's moments is when Jack is coming out as gay and Jen had that like that boyfriend that was like really such a Oh, dick. yes, the and, worst. And like the boyfriend was like trashing Jack and Graham's was like actually screw you, it's not your role to judge in here. Like you are so wrong and like get out of my house. Yeah. And we need to not like fully expect that from grams and that was like not like one of my first moments but like one of my favorite moments where i was just like grams is really it she is it yeah yeah and i really love this moment between them where jen's mom kind of says uh, you know i didn't know how to deal with jen and it seems like she's so much better and you're so much better and like i don't know how i could ever repay you and I really appreciated the fact that Jen's mom at this point does say like, now that she doesn't need me, I feel like I might need her. And this feels like a massive transformation, Eric, from the last time we saw Jen's mom. And honestly, everything we've ever heard about Jen's mom is like, she never really had the time of day for Jen. And really it was sending her away was like all she could do. Like she was like, eh, this isn't my problem. Like send her to my own mother. And I appreciated how with, with time and like reflection, she is like thanking Grams for, for doing this for her. Yeah. I think it was huge growth because Jen and Grams are both super important like characters in this show. And the Jen's mom stuff was completely unresolved. So to see that now that she's gotten divorced and has been able to probably focus on herself a little more, bit more and kind of reprioritize what was important. She's come right. to all these like, she's had a lot of growth and it's really nice to see. So I'm glad they put it in here for us. Mm -hmm. And yeah, this is when Graham says the perfect opening because Helen asks, is something wrong with Jen? Like what's going on? Cause she, it's like, why am I here? You know, like why now? Right. And Graham says the perfect opportunity, but she's like, no, 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 Jen's fine. You know what? Let me go freshen up the water. Let me get more. It's like, Oh, and I understand it's like a very difficult thing to do but it's like that was the opening you know and instead she kind of leaves it there and and leaves the room and it's just she's not she's not there yet she's not ready to say anything yet
Hey, Sarah, I know you've been really into reading lately and you've gotten me into it as well. Yeah, well, you know what? Book of the Month made it really easy because Book of the Month offers just a few new selections every month, saving readers the hassle of figuring out what to read. One of the biggest deterrents for me is that like when I go to the library, there's like thousands and thousands of books and I'm like, I, 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 get, I don't even know what to pick. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. They focus on new and emerging authors, which means these are books that we probably wouldn't have found out about otherwise, which is super nice. Yeah, and we also um I love having a really aesthetic bookshelf and the the books that we got, it was like beautiful high quality hardcover books plus free shipping which came really quickly. Love free shipping. Uh, you and I both chose The Return of Ellie Black by Amiko Jean, which is a thriller about a missing girl. And I honestly, I really, I really couldn't put it down. I think I read it in about a 48-hour time period. It had twists, it had turns, kept me guessing the entire way through up until the very last page. So tell me what you liked about the book then. Yeah. Uh, it was it was really good and I'm excited to dive into the other book that I have um but the great thing is Sarah is that listeners can sign up for book of the month to discover new emerging authors by going to bookofthemonth.com and using code pedals for just five dollars wow what a deal check out book of the month club for all of your reading needs yeah, seriously. Every month you could get a new group of books that you just, you know, fall in love with. So go to bookofthemonth.com and use code PEDALS for just $5 and enjoy reading. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. So from there, we have Pacey Day drinking um, because he's drowning his sorrows in uh, the bottle. And uh, Audrey, it just so happens to walk in with freaking stupid Jack Osborne again, which again, who cares that he's here? No one cares. He's stupid. And why? Uh, but she decides this is the time that Pacey and Audrey were going to have a little a little chit chat, a little one on one. Sarah, how did you think this conversation went? I mean, I think it was fine. I think that these two, it, it's kind of nice that the show is like really trying to loose it or tie up loose ends where um, these two, you know, had like a decent relationship. Like they weren't, it's not at the end, it was a little rough, but for the most part, they were like good, a good couple together. And I think that it was nice for them to be like, Audrey like seeing some red flags and be like look like I've kind of been through this like you don't want to like go down this road I think that um for Pacey I think it was like kind of like low stakes for him to open up even like the smallest bit to Audrey um so yeah like I really like that the show as we're coming to the end is really just like closing make getting closure from each and every pairing Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I like 
it makes sense to me, Eric, that it is someone like an Audrey where, yes, she does know Pacey very, very well. They dated. She knows his history. She knows what he's like. But I also think it's very important that it's not Joey or Dawson in this moment having the conversation. It does take someone like Audrey who both knows him and has been through her own shit to be like, this isn't the answer. You know, like, this isn't what you should be doing. And also when Pacey is, again, feeling very down on himself where he says, I allowed people to believe in me for a second, which was foolish. And now it's coming back to bite me in the ass. Audrey knows him well enough to say, "Mm -mm -mm." that is like the old you saying that, right? Like, that is, don't be so down on yourself. Like, drinking isn't going to solve your problems. They're still going to be there in the morning after you have a massive hangover. It's... You, if you just let it sit there, you're the jerk who didn't do anything about it. You need to address it head on. Yeah, I completely agree. Audrey was the right person to have this conversation with Pacey. Um, mm-hmm. It couldn't, like you said, it couldn't be Joey and it can't be Dawson um, because there's so much torment within Pacey when it comes to Joey and Dawson. He puts them both on a pedestal, even if he lashes out yes. at them at times, and they're the last like he needed somebody else that actually knows him in a different way to be like, Hey, you're better than this. Yeah. Like if it comes from them, it's almost like, Hey, Pacey, you're better than this. Let's pat you on the head because we're better than you. That's how he would interpret that. But coming yes. from us, different. And Audrey also is someone who has been through like the ringer too. So like, and someone who doesn't have any reason to be nice to him, you know, like they ended things. I mean, it wasn't a super amicable split. No. So the fact that she's telling him this, it's kind of like, okay, you have to mean it because why else would you be saying this to me? Um, I really liked this conversation. I thought, is it a little ham-fisted? Of course, but like, it does make sense. And it feels like Audrey is the right person for him to have this conversation with. Um, and then we get, this feels like, I, I mean, seriously, Sarah, I felt like I was transported back to season one with this conversation between Joey and Dawson, where they literally just like speak at each other and talk in riddles again. And I'm like, what can one of you just like literally say what you mean for like two seconds, please. They will not. They cannot. That's the thing, Jessica. They just can't like these two will forever have these discussions of nothingness. But I think that uh, they, I don't know. It was so unremarkable that I can barely remember off the top of my head. Because they don't really say anything. They basically say, like, well, there was the lost year. And Joey says, oh, my gosh, it wasn't easy not talking to you. You know, it just became routine. And then naturally, Eric, they have to bring it up. They can't not talk about the fact that they had sex once. And then that was it. And Joey's like, but you're my only one night stand. And it's like. Joey, I don't, that's not what, you're not saying what you think you're saying. (laughs) No, not at all. And of course, Dawson's just sitting there fishing for compliments, saying things like, I'm the person you loathe most in the world and blah, blah, blah. And I just, I wanted to be into this conversation. I really did. But I've seen this show too many times. Like I've seen how these never go anywhere with these two. And I was just bored by the whole conversation yeah that's the thing it, it i totally agree boring. with you yeah because sarah's right like it's it is boring there's nothing they they say the same shit they've always been saying which is like oh being in this room it really brings you back doesn't it and it feels like it feels like the show wants you to be like yes dawson and joey again right but yeah. it's it's so lackluster and there's like there's no real chemistry there in my opinion i didn't i never was like oh they're gonna kiss like it never felt like 
they were at that level in this conversation. So it really was just saying things at each other that they've said a million times. Was this the um, conversation where they were like, where Joey was like, Dawson, I never imagined you would be my only one night stand. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's like, what an awkward thing to say. That is like almost like to the point of I can be sexual, Dawson. Yes, <laughs> yes. And like Joey, for whatever reason, is like, you know what? You were right. I, I figured out it's hard for me to talk about sex. Like, okay, uh, okay. Uh, and <laughs> what? Uh, and then they, again, they they talk gibberish. Dawson's like, oh, sometimes you have to lose somebody completely before you could figure out what they meant to you. I missed you. And he, she's like, you got it right this time, Dawson. I missed us. And again, if it was two different actors, maybe two different characters, whatever you want to say, maybe there would be some like spark or something or like some glimmer of like, yes, let's, let's have them kiss. But it's so unremarkable that it's just like, can we move on? <laughs> Yeah, I would love to. Let's move on to the next scene. <laughs> yeah, it, seriously. It was just such a nothing burger. Um, so back in the living room, it's super awkward because Helen doesn't remember meeting Jack. And so she mistakes Jack for CJ. <laughs> a classic mistake. A classic mistake. How is Helen supposed to know? There is no Facebook. It's not like her Instagram. It's not like Jen's posting her significant other all over the place or Jack, like with the caption, my best friend, Jack, like hashtag as Jen would say, gayness, which is mm -hmm. so weird. I'm freaking Jennifer. Yeah. Hey, um, here's my I don't think it's Helen, right? That's her name. Helen. Yeah. I think Helen knew. I think Helen was just trying to find oh. her way to say, to start complimenting on how attractive they both are. Hey! Yeah, yeah. I, I also, I, like, CJ made me laugh for, like, the first and only time uh, when she says to CJ, like, oh, Jen speaks very highly of you. And he says, well, apparently not very descriptively. Like, <laughs> like it, was, it was good. It's like, um, yes, my boyfriend, CJ, he's the blonde one, not the brunette one. So weird so stupid um but yeah so again they talk a little bit more about like cj's going to grad school tomorrow apparently um and and yeah this is when like they're they're trying to like they're just having little casual chit chat in comes fucking uncle bill out of nowhere lock making a return this is why you need to lock the doors <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean, and to be fair, he does come in and do all the dirty work for everybody. That's so. really true. Does. He does. That's true. Uh, Eric, do you have an uncle like Uncle Bill? Hmm. No, definitely not like Uncle Bill. Yeah. Um, I used to have an uncle. Actually, his name was He's long since passed away. But we called him Uncle Bing. I don't even know Ooh. where that came from. But all I remember about him is that he had a big mustache. And every time we would go over to his house, he would put us in wrestling maneuvers. <laughs> that does feel big... like an Uncle Bill move, to be honest. <laughs> he put us in this big bear hug called a python. And we would like, be squirming God. to get out. It's terrifying. Yeah, I can imagine Uncle Bill doing that because he barges in and he's like, Evie, get your butt out here. <laughs> get your butt out here. Jessica, the entire Sterling clan are a bunch of Uncle Bills, aren't they? <laughs> uh, Yeah. 
yeah they're not not they're not not uncle bills yeah Yeah. Yeah. and everyone is like you know so we have like helen is confused like who the fuck is this guy uh and graham's william what are you what are you doing here um and you don't walk away from bill braxton expecting to roll over like a dead dog and so apparently Uncle Bill has lost his fucking mind, Sarah, and hired a private investigator to follow brands. <laughs> what are we doing? Uh, I used to date somebody that was a had a, a stint as a private investigator. Okay. And it was so okay. funny. Because they were so bad at it. It was so, they got like caught multiple times. It was this most stressful job ever. Um, anyway uh i mean yeah hire yourself a private investigator pop off but like i would be i mean i feel like eric this is a massive red flag for me i'm like we broke up and you hired a private investigator and they couldn't have been together that long no no it looks like they went on like 10 days you know what would have worked really well if uh you know clifton smalls came in and was like I don't understand what happened. Like, I really loved you. I like wanted to like, I saw you entering a doctor's office. That was like an oncology appointment. Like I'm worried sick. Like I've loved you. I've loved you forever. Let's make it work. It's okay. You don't have to convert to Judaism. Please stop being (laughs) anti-Semitic. Just like the whole speech. The whole speech. That would have worked really. Yeah. That would have worked dick cliff would have been incredible that would have been great yeah yeah but instead we have uncle bill honestly being a dickhole and saying you keep wanting to compartmentalizing everything in time and space and you're making yourself sick and that's why you have cancer and yeah I'm that's like, why that's sure. why uncle what kind of fucking scientist bullshit is this like you you're not a doctor uncle bill you know shit like what the fuck it's breast cancer. She got it because it's probably hereditary, you fucking idiot. It was absolutely ridiculous. No, not respectfully. Fuck Uncle Bill. He's a fucking asshole. Like, truly. Who does this? Especially in front of everyone. Like, you have no idea who knows this information. And you're screaming about it in front of everyone. And so, Eric, this is how everyone finds out Graham's has cancer. Jack's reaction was gutting. I don't know what it was. Just like the look on his face was so yeah. like, ugh. that one made me feel bad. But I was like, shouldn't CJ have been like, Uncle Bill, you got to go. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, yeah. You is, you're right, Eric. It's CJ's job to escort his belligerent uncle out of this house. And he's like busy thinking about like Helen saying all these women he was going to like, she was going to hook him up with when he gets up. Yes. To New York. <laughs> yeah and like truly uncle bill's face is like duh what what did i do like he's an idiot and then he like and he doesn't he like doubles down where he's like oh i can't live up a woman like if a, a woman i love i can't let her give up like you're not sent on this world world to die alone with your knitting needles like and he's like you you're gonna die alone and she's like hello look this entire fucking room of people that loves me you dumb fuck i would rather die alone than be in a room with uncle bill 110 (laughs) percent. that is probably i would rather go lonely than be with that dude yeah truly and so uh then ever of course everyone that's when helen realizes like well that's why i'm here and jack is upset like I, and I, rightfully so, I'm at least, if we had to wait this fucking long for Jack to find out, I was at least happy to see that Jack turns to Jen and is like, Jen, like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, you know, and then Graham says, no, 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 it wasn't like her place to say, it was mine. Um, and 
uh i i really again like michelle williams doing work like truly she's a fantastic actress and i really did like her her little speech that she says like grams told me she had breast cancer and it was just like the whole world melted away but i had a thousand questions in my head of how am i going to take care of her how much do we have and bill you're right grams you can't be a rock um it's not making your life easier and you need to be around family and this is when uh this is what jen's whole pitch is this is why she gathered all these people here because she proposes sarah that okay we're gonna move to new york they have the best doctors there we're gonna live with mom she's right there there's plenty of space like we should all be together in this moment uh i agree i think this is actually a good plan obviously we know that jen is very uninterested in her classes i mean nobody at boston bay university goes to classes and is actively engaged so like i think it's a really good idea i think it's really good to be um with family and trying to reconnect and i think that being in new york city there's a lot of opportunity for really great doctors i think that you know also sadly being sick is very costly so selling that big ass house in boston and using the money towards medical expenses is actually a really good idea, especially if Helen is like living in a penthouse apartment in New York City on the Upper West Side. Exactly. And especially when, I mean, maybe this is a conversation you have with Helen first, but like before you say, hey, we're just going to live with Helen. But I, I don't know how she can say no. You know what I mean? Like, I guess it's maybe Jen just assumed like, listen, bitch, you've done nothing for me. I've asked nothing of you. And now you're going to do something for your own mother, whether you like it or not, you know? Yeah. Um, and at least we know that Helen said that she needs her now too. So we know. Yes. It's yeah. Long yeah. Long. Uh, so we're back to Dawson and Joey. They're heading outside. And, uh, and of course, uh, Dawson's like, oh, the only problem is how am I ever going to find someone to play you, Joey Potter? Well, that was uh, the problem beforehand, right, Eric? Always the problem. And he just needs to make sure he finds somebody who can't kiss. <laughs> <laughs> who has the best Lego hands? Who can we find? <laughs> an actual Lego. Zero sexual chemistry with anyone. Yeah, an actual Lego, for sure. Who, what was the actress? Rachel Cook, right? She, he, yeah. she, yes. That was who played her last time. Yeah. Get yes. her back. She Get her a, back. She was a spicy little thing. That I, like, I always had a big crush on her at that age, too. So. Yeah. 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 Uh, but of course they walk outside and run into Pacey and Pacey finally he's, he's gotten up the nerve and he's not waiting. You know, he's like, I gotta, I understand this from Pacey of like, if I don't say it now, I'm never going to say it. Like I need to talk yeah. first. And so he's like, listen, like Joey, you need to hear this too. Cause I don't want to have to like say it twice. So you got to say too. Uh, and Pacey's really upset. He's like, man, I was, we were just getting back to being friends. Like I'm so upset. I'm about to ruin it. And he's like, uh, I lost all your money. It's gone uh and Dawson's what do you mean it's gone that was all the money I had and Pacey's like I know I'm really sorry like I thought step attack was gonna work out and Dawson immediately kind of like it's like flipped the switch and he's like you know what you like ignored my request to sell the stock and he's really upset and of course Joey is like in the middle of this whole you know situation and it it takes almost no time for Dawson to immediately like kind of go for the jab i would say of saying you're always trying to do the right thing you're always so eager to be the hero you never quite see all the pieces of the puzzle 
And yeah. I was like, oh, we're off to the races, you know? I mean, okay, so let's break that down. How do we feel about that statement? I think it's partially true. I think that PC does have this, like, hero complex that, like, sometimes he ignores the final the 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 finer details because he's too focused on saving the day like there's nuance to things right so how do we feel about that do we agree or disagree with that statement i definitely agree with that statement i do think in this particular situation though um i would be willing to let him off the hook a little bit more because he's still new in this job he doesn't know he's still a kid in a lot of ways yeah and he no, did no. warn Dawson first to not do this. Like, I know he ended up caving in and doing it anyway. Yeah. But he told him not to. And then here we are. I do think, well, I do think there's truth in what Dawson's saying. It feels so obvious to me that he's so hurt in this moment that he's going to pull from something older to, like, take a jab at Pacey that he okay. knows going to sting. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think that this is, like, a more generalized statement of, like, who Pacey is and what his mentality is as a human being who is – constantly trying to get people to love him and like find value in him more so than like step in tech going out and losing the money but like yeah like that's what you do in big fights you grab anything that you can um yeah so what is the rebuttal yeah so we hear from pc and he says Dawson, you came to me with your dream because you thought I could help make something of it. And somehow this comes back yet again to the fact that I screwed you over. Facts. And again, <laughs> I just it's true. with everybody. No, it's yeah. true. Yeah. I, I mean, I, if I'm Pacey, maybe I just let him get away with the one jab without rebuttaling so quickly, Eric, because you did kind of lose all his money. <laughs> did lose all his money. That's got to be rough. Um, didn't he say, I, noted, I made a note that um, Dawson said something. He said, you and I aren't that far apart. Oh yeah. That's not, that hasn't happened that yet. Yeah. Hasn't happened yet. Okay. Cause that yeah, was something so, I really noted to ask about, but yeah. So then Joey's like, let's just stick to the topic, you know, cause Joey doesn't want this devolving into what it always does, which is we're going to bring up the past and we're going to like yell about the past again. Cause that's how arguments happen. Bring her into it. Exactly. Casey's going to take a basketball off the face. and uh and Dawson says like talking isn't gonna solve anything and uh Pacey says he means it's not about money let's just talk about what's really going on here so that's like oh you're opening the floodgates man like you're asking for it uh and of course Joey is just like we don't want to drudge up like baggage like this is only a business exchange we need to remember that and Dawson says something that's like actually pretty mean and hurtful where he says, uh, she's right. It is business between us. Cause God knows we haven't been best friends in a long time. Have we? And that, that's not mean. That's true. We've been saying that since season two. I know, but like, it's still not a very nice thing to say. They're Especially not best friends anymore. And they haven't been because they are shitty friends to each other. And they have been for years. But doesn't shit all over the compliments that Dawson's been giving Pacey recently of how much he's made of himself. And like, even earlier this episode, he was being super. Yeah. yeah. He's like, Oh, I'm so happy that we're like back to being this way. And it's just like, okay, there, so you're going to say you're not then now. No, it, there is no back to being this way. They've never, they haven't in years been back. You, they, there's so much because they were not able to resolve it back in the day because they didn't have the brain cells to talk it out and like figure it out. There's there's, they will never ever be as close as they were when we first met 
Dawson and Pacey. It's impossible. There's too much shit in between them. Yeah. And so then they continue. Uh, so Pacey does agree. He says, no, we certainly haven't. And this is when Dawson says, you want to know why we're not friends, Pace? It's because of what ha- – it's not because of what happened with Joey, even though that turned my world upside down. It's because from that day forward, I realized you hadn't been my friend for maybe quite some time because the second uh, the second you made us competitors. Mm. And I am like – They were always competitors, I, though. I don't I, – but I don't think that it was like – one person made them competitors. They made each other competitors. Yeah, I don't feel like you could put that all on Pacey. Yeah, I distinctly remember a boat race that Dawson was very mm-hmm. much Pacey a competitor. Yes, yeah. and Pacey does say you're rewriting history, Dawson. <laughs> like that's not what happened. Very true. It's because it's there's different writers. So yeah. yeah. And Dawson says, I remember when my best friend had a choice and chose to turn his back on me. Uh, if you'd ever stop setting us up against each other, you would realize that you and I are not that far apart. Now, I don't, Pacey did not, uh, what, I hate how Dawson says, oh, it's not about Joey. But then he brings back up the Joey of it all, right? Of saying like, you had a choice and you turned your back on me. It's like, you just said it wasn't about Joey and now you're making it about Joey again. Is it about Joey? I mean, I don't know what else he would be talking about, right, Eric? Like, again, this is why I also feel like this argument wasn't as fulfilling as it could have been because they are speaking in very vague terms and it's sometimes hard to understand exactly what they mean. But, like, what else could he be talking about? Yeah, it's got maybe that maybe it's like you just said, Sarah, they're speaking in vague terms because it's new writers who don't even know the full background of it all. (laughs) Exactly. But it's always about Joey. And it's when Mm -hmm. Dawson's talking about, you know, Pacey making them competitors in his his mind. It's when Pacey decided he was going to go after Joey. That was what made them competitors. I think that had to be the case, right? Dawson said, please take care of Joey for me. So that's kind of on him. Yeah. And also Joey does not belong to him. Yeah. You can't claim a human. You can't. And and it's, oh, fuck Pacey for having feelings. Like, come on, you know, Uh, this is all old news. And uh, so, yeah, so that's when Pacey says, you're not going to convince me that our worlds are anything alike. You're just upset that I broke out of mine. Like, so Eric, you, you had ta- wanted to said you wanted to speak about the, the, you and I are not that, that far apart. Like, what are your, what are your thoughts on that? Well, so I was just going to turn it on both of you and ask what you thought. Is that a true statement or a false statement from Dawson? I don't know what it means. Like, how do we, how are we interpreting you and I are not that different? You and I are not that different which i disagree with vehemently i feel like you i feel like you're dawson grew up with a loving supportive family a lot of privilege a lot of privilege and that always always said to him pursue your dreams and we will be behind you pacey grew up with nearly no support um he had his friends but that was ruined, of course, because he fell in love with Joey and blah, blah, blah. And he, he made mistakes. We have to point out. Pacey made mistakes. But he didn't grow up with the same support nor the same privilege, right? He didn't go to college. And some of that is his own fault that he didn't do, you know, get good enough grades and all of that. But it, I feel like Pacey's future has never been certain. It's never been a given in the way that Dawson's has been. So yeah. I do tend to agree with Pacey here that, like, Yes, maybe we grew up in the same place. We fell in love with the same girl. That doesn't mean we're the same by any means. And then to be, oh, sorry, after you. Oh, no, go ahead. Okay, so I was going to say it's interesting because you just talked me into the opposite stance, Jess. Um, (laughs) When they're saying they're not that far apart, 
I don't know if Dawson's smart enough to realize this, but they're both pretty bright kids anyway. You know, yeah. they have different strengths and weaknesses, different maturity levels at times, but they're both dreamers. They both want to do what's right. They both want to like build some happiness around themselves. Mm-hmm. But da- the difference is Dawson had the support system and the privilege that he could go yeah. after whatever he wanted. Yeah. Casey has to like scrap and like scrape for whatever he can get. Exactly. Which brings me to my point of, you know what? At the end of the day, Dawson's going to be okay. He still has Gail and the family's money. They were always very well off. And like, you know, he might have lost all of his money, but he's always going to have the support of his mother and his family. And a place to live. And a place to live. Exactly. Pacey lost all of his money. And now he's going to be shit on by his family. He can't go back home because his father and mother are abusive. Carrie's living there with her 500 kids and they're assholes. Like, Pacey really doesn't have a place to go. Um, and he doesn't have the support. Like, you know, now that he has no money, he has no money. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I do think they, they and and I also really didn't like, so Pacey's just like, or excuse me, Dawson says like, oh, you just put on a suit and like slaved away at something that didn't even interest you. Like, congratulations, you made money. And I personally was like, Dawson, you literally just said you haven't been best friends in a while. You know almost nothing about Pacey and his job and like whether or not he liked it or whether or not he was passionate about it. Like, I feel like he's really jumping to certain conclusions here. Yeah, for sure. And now I feel bad because now I'm thinking I wish uh pacey's reaction when dawson said we're not that far apart i wish pacey had said yeah because we're both broke now am i right (laughs) (laughs) that'd be great just dab on him like fuck you you have no money uh so yeah like i think that gosh i i just i just really think that these two just need to stay the f away from each other to be honest with you seriously yeah, and, and Pacey's just like, you don't know anything about me. I was good at my job. And, of course, Dawson with the job of them. Why am I broke? <laughs> um, has, that's the stock market, though. It is, and that's what Pacey says. He says, uh, I've lost literally everything. What do you want from me? Does this make you happy that you're back on top now? You always liked it better when you were in charge. So is this what you wanted? Does this make it all right? And truly, honestly, I feel like this is super accurate. Pacey, like Dawson, we've seen this so many times. Like, do you remember when Dawson gets drunk and he's like, this isn't right. You're supposed to be the fuck up, not me. Like that's Dawson's always been like, oh, I'm supposed to be better than Pacey. That's always the way it's supposed to be. And he likes it better when he is like able to punch down at Pacey. This feels so, so, so true. Yeah, I agree. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, and, uh, and so, yeah, uh, Dawson says, oh, you don't, you want, you don't want to know me. You wrote me off a long time ago. Uh, and Which I uh, don't think is true, actually. No, no, I yeah, don't. I yeah. think, I think friends grow apart sometimes. Like you just go off on different paths, and that's fine. I don't think that's writing someone off, though. Yeah, Pacey didn't write him off. Pacey felt like it was a hopeless cause because he had mm-hmm. tried so many times to amend things with like men. Right. Yes. And it just didn't work. Yeah. Right. Dawson closed the door on their friendship after they got back from. Um, their summer on the boat like yes. he didn't even want to talk to pacey he didn't want to hear pacey out like there's there's no and it, it i feel as though like yeah pacey was coming home with kind of like his tail between his legs and it's just like you know what what what's a guy to do like i kind of took quote unquote took your girl but he would have at least talked to dawson and i don't think that he ever 
didn't have respect for Dawson. If mm-hmm. anything, Dawson's never had respect for Pacey. That's been yeah. the ongoing problem in their relationship. And I think that that is the lack of respect between them is, is I think like the, like one of the biggest issues, like, yes, a woman did get in between them, but it's really just a lack of respect. And I guess on Pacey's end, it's like, he just felt like he was being shit on all the time. Yeah, And who wants to hang around with that? Right. Like the piece even says, you know, you could have called me in three years. You, you haven't, you know, it's not just a one way street. And uh, Joey says like, I can't listen to you fight anymore. PC says, I didn't mean to lose your money. I didn't know that would happen. I'm sorry. And Dawson of course has to get one more job in and says, so am I, this was a big mistake from the beginning, I guess. And PC walks away. It's just like, you know, and of course Joey's there witnessing all of it. She's really upset to have to be like in the middle of all of this. I mean, luckily I think she did a decent job of like kind of staying out of it for the most part. She's trying to calm people down without being like, taking sides or fanning the, fanning the flames or anything like that. You know what? Dawson wouldn't be bitching if Pacey made him like $600,000. So fuck you, Dawson. True. <laughs> for, True. All the, for all the growth we've seen from Dawson over the past few seasons, this is like his big one blind spot. He's not able to show the respect that he needs to to Pacey and even to Joey in a lot of ways. Yeah. And then, uh, so Pacey is sitting out on the dock as one does when they need to contemplate life. And Joey approaches him and I felt like this, we were like flashing back to an earlier moment, Sarah. It's always going to be Pacey saying, why are you with me? Why aren't you with Dawson? And I'm like, Pacey, stop That's, that's Pacey's, oh, that's Pacey's like original wound. He can't let it go. Mm -hmm. And I think, I mean, is it telling that she went after Pacey and not Dawson? Like, why did question. she, yeah, why did she not go? I mean, technically Dawson just lost a lot of money. Technically Pacey was quote unquote in the wrong. I wonder if it's because followed. maybe, maybe this is more logical and stupid, but like, okay, Dawson lives there. I know I'm going to be able to talk to him later. I don't know where Pacey will go if I don't talk to him. So I need to take this Love opportunity. Me. That is very uninteresting and I'm not sorry. worthy of a conversation. Eric, please, <laughs> for goodness sake, like, what, do you think that there's anything to the fact that she went after Pacey and not Dawson? Yeah, she was about to make her choice. She was going to kick Pacey in the creek and drown him and then go back to Dawson. <laughs> that's much more interesting yeah very interesting (laughs) what do you think sarah like if do you think it means anything yeah i actually do i think it's like extremely telling that she went after pacey in this moment instead of dawson i think that it means that she her heart follows her to pacey i think that you know she feels like Maybe she knows that Pacey is just like a sensitive little soul and like this sort of thing is really beating him up. Mm -hmm. And I think that she knows that like in a way Pacey needs her more in this moment than Dawson does. Because who else is he turning to, right? Like who else does he have to talk to? Dawson has a support system. Pacey doesn't. But I do think there might be something in what you're saying, Sarah, because um, she says – Pacey, if I wanted to go back into that house, I would have gone a long time ago. Don't you know me at all by now? No, but mm-hmm. <laughs> no. But yeah, I think there's something to that though. And like, of course, they they're they're talking in circles too of like, oh, like we've had a really confusing run of things. Like, I don't know where we stand. And Joey says, which 
I mean, I'm not really on Joey's side here. She says, uh, how, no matter how much I love you or how long I stay with you, you're only going to remember the moments when I leave. Like, bitch, you just rejected him. <laughs> yeah, I can't. Come on. On this one. Add, Freddy. Add, after the Kmart thing and then the. Yeah. After all that and then Eddie comes out of nowhere and she just bails on. I don't know. The whole thing made me wonder if maybe this whole conversation between the three of them is the first sign of Joey starting to figure things out on where she actually like what she actually feels about these two people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I think that it's like a really unfortunate situation. The fact that uh, Dawson lost his money, but I think that Joey does have like a, hopefully maybe has a good grasp of like, you know, Pacey would never do this intentionally. He made a mistake. Like he would yeah. never lose Dawson's money um, on purpose. And it is eating him up. And once again, like Pacey also has nothing. He also put all of his money in step and tech. Yeah. So I, I really do think that like her heart brought her to Pacey in that moment. Like I think yeah. that if there was a reality where she really did have feelings for Dawson or want to be with Dawson, she wouldn't have followed and went after Pacey. Yeah. And she does say like, and I, I agree with what Joey says here, where she says that you, your whole life, you spend so much time expecting the worst that you don't notice the moments people are loving you. And like, there is some, there is some validity to what she's saying, but I also think when you have the background that Pacey has, of course, he's going to think that way. Like it's really hard to break out of that mentality. And a lot of times people do leave him and they do like treat him poorly. So I don't necessarily blame him. Um, but she says like, listen, you have a person sitting right here. Like I'm here to support you. And he says, in what world do I have you? And she says, just because I don't fit into that place you want me to doesn't mean there's not a place for me. And I'm just like, okay, Joey, but like, he loves you, like loves you, loves you in a more than friendly kind of way. So like, I'm sure it's kind of difficult to be like, okay, I can be your friend though. Like, Joey, yeah. come on. Especially when sometimes she seems to reciprocate and then she backs off and it just leaves him wondering like, what the hell? I don't know what to make of this. Yeah. And Pacey doesn't know how to make things right, but Joey says, well, you're just going to have to figure it out. Um, and uh, then we when, then we go back to, to Jen and Jack, and it's they basically are, like, reminiscing a little bit, and Jack's like, oh, I'm going to visit you. Don't worry about that. And Grams is like, absolutely not. You're coming with us. You hate Boston Bay anyway. You're going to come to New York. And they kind of say, like, Sarah, you know what? We should have just gone to New York from the first get, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I agree. But once again, there was some sort of force in the universe that said everybody that you know has to be in the same vicinity as each other. And they decided against New York. But I'm really, really, really happy and excited that they're inviting Jack on this trip. And I'm really, really excited that, you know, they're going to be together. And I'm very, very, very happy they're going to New York City. I think it's going to be good for them. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, then we get Audrey singing on stage because, of course, uh, and we just get this little like montage. Uh, so we have um, uh, at Graham's, everyone is baking in the kitchen. Pacey's deep in thought at the end of the, the on the creek. Uh, Dawson is like in the window, just brooding and angry. 
and then we have Joey just kind of like looking through the script that Dawson wrote. She's all sad and upset and moody because her her boys are fighting again. Uh, and that is how we end this episode. I mean, it feels like it moved the ball forward. I wish that the fight between Dawson and Pacey was a little more like specific instead of such like vague jabs at one another. It feels like the show is really counting on the 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 viewers knowing their Dawson's Creek history instead of just like out and out being like That's you stole my girlfriend. That's true. I I um I think I liked it a smidge better once we broke it down line by line the argument, but that just means that the issue is in the acting and not the writing in my opinion because maybe the issue for me was that there is not a lot of like passion uh that was coming across the screen like i think i need to see yeah. like these people like drooling and their eyes turning red with anger yeah maybe something along those lines what do you think eric i wonder and i don't remember it i remember the finale but i don't remember at all what happens in the next episode um but i wonder if they didn't want this to come to like such a dramatic spot that there would be no coming back from it like where they don't want to like you know completely sever this so badly that they can't fix it yeah yeah that's fair um we do have some feedback of course from our lovely lovely listeners uh first let's listen to a voicemail from Temmy and see what he had to say about this episode hi ladies this one's for tom about eight creek weeks ago you asked about the song connection that i mentioned uh during your episode thinking episode 21 with what i recently found out was when you did episode 14 at the end of episode 14, Pacey carries Joy to the bedroom during the big screen TV party. And the song My Friend by Annie Palmer plays. Um, and then it plays again in this uh, episode oh. after Pacey and Dawson's uh, argument. It, it just proves that uh, since episode 14, they've been planning to get to this position. So... I think a lot of people don't like this season, but um, it does show that they try to uh, finish the season well, even though it might have had some filler episodes that we didn't really like. Um, so that's, those two scenes, back-to-back, uh, -back, the argument scene, and then Joey um, trying to... Uh, help Pacey figure out what's going on. I think those are some of the best uh, scenes of the series. I rewatch uh, that sequence a lot and I rewatch um, the end of the longest parts of the longest day a lot. So I think it's really good acting, you know, since you're yelling, <laughs> it's always uh, helps with drama. <laughs> Thanks. And that's interesting. Like, I feel like that even gives more validity to like, yeah. The same song being used when Joey's going to like comfort Pacey instead of Dawson. That's a really good catch. I definitely didn't notice that. Mm -hmm. Um. Okay, let's get into a voicemail from DBK. <laughs> let's see if he's gonna find a way to turn this on, Joey. <laughs> I really hope he does. At this rate, <laughs> let's see, it's at this rate, it's art. It is. It is an art form. It is it's an it art is. form. <laughs> 
All right, what up, though, ladies? Let's see. We got Jack finally finding out about Grams's cancer, which was a little weird that, like, Jen didn't tell him. Also, was this Jen's mom before this is the same actress? Nope. I feel like maybe it isn't, but I think it is. I, I don't know. I don't know. She looked different to me. Um, We got Pacey finally telling Dawson that he lost all his money and then trying to, like, somehow make it Dawson's fault and making it about a bunch of other stuff that it's, like, not about. This was, like, a weird look from Pacey for me. But the thing that, like, stood out the most for me this episode was Joey Potter. <laughs> Joey Potter really say to Dawson that he is her only one-night stand. <laughs> Does she know what a one-night stand is? No. Because, like, Dawson was not a one-night stand. Like, like, in what world is Dawson a one-night stand? Like, yes, they had sex one time. That does not constitute a one-night stand, Joey Potter. (laughs) Anyways, this is just flabbergasted me. Like, (laughs) anyways, till next week, ladies. Peace. I knew he was going to do it. We always can count on you, DBK. Okay, so in the world that uh, with Joey Potter's rules of one night stands where a one night stand constitutes having sex with somebody one time, how many one night stands have you had? I'm at a big whopping zero. I mean, me too. This is insane though. Like a one night stand is when you have sex with a rando, not when you have sex with someone you've loved for literal years and have like dreamed about having sex with. So I just looked up the first definition I found for what is considered a one night stand. It says a one night stand is a single sexual encounter in which there is no expectation that there shall be any further relations between the sexual participants. There okay. you go. Yeah. yeah. That's not expectation for both of them. that there was yeah. be more. For Dawson and Joey, it's all the expectations. <laughs> Every <laughs> single expectation. That's yes. what it is ridiculous uh thank you so much dbk for pointing that out to us uh and of course roasting joey as always uh one more piece of feedback before we get into a little surprise that eric brought for us today uh we're gonna hear from joy um joy says uh, i'm sending this after your birthday jess um uh, but i hope it was wonderful and full of peaceful moments and fun and love it was thank you so much it was a couple days ago um okay uh, the first scene reminds me of Neverland from season three. Pacey has to tell Dawson something he knows, doesn't know, d- knows Dawson isn't going to like, and Dawson unknowingly twists the knife in deeper by building Pacey up and waxing on poetically about their friendship. It's so sad, but also typical of, of Dawson not to read the room and notice when Pacey is struggling with something. Yeah, um, which makes him a shitty friend. It's Pacey. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so this is interesting. Uh, Joey does not uh, not like the helen lindley redemption story uh she doesn't care about uncle bill or cj jen and grams and jack are going to new york um oh here we go oh my god this is hilarious something we didn't talk about with audrey's pillow audrey is sweet but why would she give joey what is basically her sex pillow Gross. <laughs> <laughs> she definitely pro- yes i i can confirm that the hubby pillow really does help with propping the hips up. Oh my god! So yes, that is her sex pillow. <laughs> very, very, very good. Uh, okay, so also worth noting, Joy disagrees with us about um, the good girlfriend situation. She says, the absolute shade that Joey threw at Jen about her never having a good girlfriend. Shame on her and the show. 
truly, I feel like it's a frenemy situation. Like, I don't feel like they were ever good friends. At least Joey was never a good friend to Jen. That's what it is. Jen was a good girlfriend to Joey, but Joey was an awful girlfriend. And also, like, BTW, like, Andy tried too. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, And Jen explicitly said multiple times she wanted to be friends with Joey. It's a Joey thing. She can't be friends with anyone, but she can't be friends with women. Like, it's a Joey thing. Yeah. Yeah. Even um even Pacey's sister tried to be friends with her. Uh Gretchen? Oh, Gretchen? Kinda. Yeah, I guess she did kinda. Kinda. Um Okay, she says when Pacey says he's allowed people to believe in him, I think he really means he allowed himself to believe that he was worth being believed in. And now that he's messed up again, that belief was misplaced and he's gonna be in self-destructive mode again. That feels yep. that feels true to me as well. His belief is so fragile in himself. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, it may be my Pacey bias, but I think Joey lost herself in getting close with someone when she was uh, with him on a boat for three months. She's capable of it. And then Joey says to Dawson, I missed us. Like she missed their friendship. Uh, not sure why personally, but that's just me. But when she and Pacey were in the Kmart, she said, I miss you, Pace. So... I guess that's interesting. There is like a little bit of a distinction there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, she says, okay, here we are. This scene has been coming since season three, really. Definitely reminiscent of The Longest Day, but this time it's Dawson and Joey paired with Pacey being the odd man out. And I will say that while Pacey is 100%, 100%, 100% responsible for losing Dawson's money, he's only 20 years old and hadn't been working as a stockbroker for a full year before this blew up. And Dawson is the uh, one who pushed for Pacey to do it when he had initial reservations. Yet again, when something doesn't go the way Dawson wants it to, he brings up past indiscretions. But this time, Pacey is all too willing to lead him there. He wants Dawson to rip him apart. And bringing up Joey is the best way to do it because Dawson will never get over that. But then we get Dawson trying to play the victim and be all, I wanted us to be friends. You turn your back on our friendship, not me. Which is utter bullshit. Because Dawson dropped Pacey like a fucking brick the second he found out about Pacey and Joey. And he is the one who made them competitors by entering the boat race. Yes. Uh, And then he tried to crash into Pacey's boat. Give me a break. And then Dawson tries to say they're not that different. And Pacey's like, hell no. Their worlds are incredibly different, which is true. Earlier, Dawson was talking about how Pacey was doing what he meant to do and helping make Dawson something. But now that didn't it, that it didn't happen, Dawson is belittling his job. Fuck that. Uh, did anyone notice that when Pacey said he lost literally everything, he looks at Joey? Oh, I didn't notice um, that. <laughs> um, Pacey makes a sincere apology, but of course, uh, he didn't want any of this to happen. He doesn't blame anyone but himself, but Dawson doesn't care, and Joey is left in the middle again. What a stellar job from both James Vanderbeek and Joshua Jackson in this scene. Uh, yeah, I noticed that James Vanderbeek, it looked like Dawson was about to have a panic attack during that comment when he found out he lost all his money. He like grabbed mm-hmm. his stomach and like he just was like uncomfortable. I was like, oh, good job, James Vanderbeek. All right, maybe I'm harsh. Maybe I'm harsh. Maybe it was good <laughs> acting. I don't know. It just felt like it wasn't like, I don't know if passionate. It just wasn't. It felt like there could have been more. Okay, maybe I just wanted more violence. Exactly. We always want violence, right? Uh, Yet another callback to the longest day where Dawson leaves, but this time Joey doesn't run to the house to follow him. Instead, she goes to Pacey to try and help him. She states if she wanted to be that person who always ran after Dawson, she would have been by now, but that's not who Joey is anymore. She's no longer codependent on Dawson, and it's a beautiful thing. 
She wants Pacey to know that she's there for him, but his wounds are still raw from the last attempt, and he has a hard time accepting her sympathy. I think she's kind of flippant with him and his feelings for her, but she's trying so hard to show him she loves him, so I'll forgive her. Uh, because if there's one thing we learn from this doc scene, it's that Joey loves Pacey very much. Right now, that might be a friend love, and it's something she gives him freely and unconditionally. Also, legend has it that there's a deleted scene, either just from this script or from this episode, where Pacey and Joey talk about their first time meeting at a butterfly exhibit that what? took place before oh. Joey met Dawson. Whoa. I would have loved for that to have been included and been part of the canon. You know what I love? A fucking butterfly exhibit. There is nothing <laughs> better than a butterfly exhibit. You get that little stick with the seed on it or whatever, and the butterflies come to you, and it is beautiful, and it's magical, and I love it. All I want to do is go to the butterfly exhibit. Um, and then what about Dawson and, and uh, or Pacey and Joey? Uh, they, that they, they met, met before Joey met Dawson. Yeah, but at the, butterfly at the butterfly exhibit. exhibit. That oh is fascinating. God. I want to go to the butterfly exhibit so bad. Interesting. Um, wait, so wow. was, the, the, was this filmed or is it just a rumor? Uh, is there a script? Legend has it. There's a deleted. Legend. All right. Either just, it might just be a, like the script or they may have shot it. Maybe it, they yeah. talked about it in, I don't know, I don't know the commentary. If anybody we has more information, let, let us know. know. Have <laughs> you ever been to the butterfly exhibit? Butterfly exhibits are so nice. Also, I really love a budgie exhibit. Love the budgies. Big what family. is that? <laughs> They're birds. Sorry, I don't know every classification of bird. They're budgies. They're so cute. Just you saying budgie is not helping. Budgies. They they're budgies. Are they no. like they're stuck just, to something? They're just budgies. They're oh so cute. God. Anyway, that's all the feedback we have. If you want to send in feedback, uh, send it in uh, shit ninety show or shit nineties pod on, on Twitter and Instagram, shit nineties pod at gmail.com, shit nineties pod.com. So many ways you could send in a voicemail, you can send in an email, you can send in anything you want. Just let us let us know your your thoughts. Um, Eric, you've brought something amazing for us today. So I'm going to let you debut. I think you have sure. some trivia. I brought some trivia. There's 10 questions. They all have multiple choice. If you want the multiple choice, I'll ask the question and let you decide if you want the choices. Incredible. Some of them you'll have to get the choices. Uh, half of these are like normal questions that date all the way back to potentially the beginning of Dawson's Creek. They're not episode specific. Okay. Uh, and then the, the second half are all like, guess who said this? Um, okay. Question: Do you want to play against each other, or do you want to? We have to play. Okay, so the thing is, we have to play together because Jessica okay. is disgustingly competitive, and I just like <laughs> I can't deal with this. Right Sarah, now. Sarah will immediately <laughs> stop being my friend, so okay. <laughs> we should play I together. Really don't want, I, we need to play together as a we'll team. We'll play together. It's fine. Got it. Are you ready? Yes. Yeah. Number one: What is the name of the restaurant that burns down in season two? It's something. The crab. ice house. Oh, the ice house. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, it's not, yeah, it's the ice house. Ding ding, got it. Nice. Yeah. We Great. called it the crab shack. Okay, I was like, yeah. why is crab shack? Because <laughs> <laughs> we, we called it that. Yeah, we called it the crab. It was the ice house. Yeah. Number two, what does Jack spill all over Joey's sketch? In <laughs> Chocolate <two>? milk. <laughs> <laughs> got it. <laughs> <laughs> my, my Jack spilled the chocolate milk and started spreading it everywhere. She's like, oh no, oh, I gotta no. clean it. <laughs> it's so good. And Joey's like, fuck you. You ruined my, ruined my naked picture. Now I have to show you naked. And then she ran from his boner. 
good time. Oh, good times. <laughs> okay, this one you might want the multiple choice. We'll see. Okay. okay. What is the name of the film Joey and Dawson go to see on their first date? <gasps> I feel like it's an older movie, but we might. Blanca? I think we should get multiple choice because okay, I'm not the, sure. What's the, what's the multiple choice? Okay. Number one, E.T. Oh, Number that two, might be it. Turn away my sweet. Oh, that might be that one. No, that yeah. turn away my sweet's the one that the old guy liked. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. What's what are the what are the other number options? three? The graduate. Mm-hmm. Or number four, the last picture show. Oh, <gasps> is it that one? I don't think it's ET. They talk about ET a lot, but I don't think it's their first date. This is their first date, you said, right? No, the first movie they saw. First date. First, no, first their date. first date. So then I think it's the last option. Yeah, sure. Okay, let's go with it. Let's lock what it in. What was that? D. The D what? I don't know. I'm what enjoying was, this. D what? <laughs> what was D? It was what the last D? picture show was D. That was sounds D. familiar. That's what, was, I mean, they're all featured in the show, but I think yeah. it's the last one. I think it's D. Correct. Let's lock it in. Yeah! Okay. There we go. Okay. Three for three. Okay. Woo. All right, I like this one. Which of these characters, so you'll get the multiple choice, which of these characters did not have a relationship with a teacher? Mm. Oh, okay. A, Joey. B, mm-hmm. Dawson. C, Jack. Or D, Pacey. I think it's Dawson because Joey dated the professor. Uh, Jack like had that awkward encounter with that other professor that was like hitting on him. Obviously, Pacey and Tammy. And I don't think Dawson slept with the the critic was a critic but it wasn't a professor he wasn't in school long enough (laughs) no yeah i i think that's correct b dawson correct also it's sick that three of them have (laughs) yeah i mean that's why i chose that one i looked at a bunch of trivia questions and and gathered these up and seriously Um, like who knows what jen did before in her dark meth past true true we don't know we don't know uh number five what and this is more recent what film did Joey and Pacey watch while stuck inside a Kmart? Do you want the choice? Oh, they watched. Uh, they watched. You're unloading um, in Las Vegas. Yes, the yes. book because she had a report. Figured you guys would get that without the choices. Five Ooh. for five. All right, now we're into the uh, guess who said this thing. Okay. A couple of these are easy. A couple maybe not so much. Okay. The first one, I reject reality. I that feels like a Dawson quote. Why well, no, give you this is Pacey. I thought, wait, is it character? Wait, hold on. It's what a is character. It? It's a character? I thought you said it was a guest. The, it, these are quotes from the characters, and I have choices if you want them to. Oh, okay. I think this is either Pacey or Dawson. It feels like a Dawson thing to say. <laughs> well, the choice is her Dawson, Pacey, Joey, or Jen. The big four. I don't think it's Joey or Jen. I think it's Dawson or Pacey. Do you have a strong feeling, Sarah? I reject real. I feel like it's Jen. I think it's Jen. This feels like know. a very like season one quote or something. I reject reality. I reject it's, reality. I reject reality. Okay. It just feels like something Dawson would say when he's like, because he's such a movie fan. Like, right. I just reject that reality. Go, go forward. Dawson, you want me to do Dawson? If that's where you're pulling. All right. We'll guess Dawson. I don't know. Are you sure? Right now you're five for five. Oh, now he's making no. It's first guess is always more right. I'm gonna go Dawson, locking it in. Correct. Yeah. And, and if I remember correctly, this is from the pilot episode. And I yeah, think I knew it was from season Jen one. Right after he meets her, 
I think it's when yeah. they're hanging out or something like that. I knew it was from season one. I just couldn't picture when he said it. All right. This one I think is also from the very first episode, potentially. Oh, I might've just put one answers. Uh, I love your hair color. What number is it? <gasps> Joey says that to Jen. Joey said that. That was so bitch. bitchy. That was so bitchy. Yes. Yeah. Love that. <laughs> we have three more. Number eight. Do you think Dawson has a pistol or a rifle? <laughs> Do you want the choices? That's yeah. Abby or Jen? The choices, the choices are Joey, Jen, Andy, or Abby. I think it has to be Abby. I, I'm willing to go my with that. Queen, that's Abby fun. Morgan. Yes, snarky queen. That was my answer too when I took this. It was Is it Jen. Joey. Oh, it was Jen. Jen. Who does she does she say to Joey? Who does she say it to? I think she says it to Abby when they're oh, having like a conversation. Okay. Or I wish it was Abby. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That was a good question though. That was hard. That was a good one. Yeah. Okay. Number nine. Never give up on your lost causes. You never know when your luck might change. And the choices are Pacey, Joey, Jen, or Dawson. Never give up on your lost causes. You never know when your luck might change. That feels like something Jen would say. Yeah, this feels like something that she would say when she's like bringing people on the dock to give advice. About- yes, therapy yeah. Jen. Therapy yeah, Jen. I'm willing to just guess Jen because that feels like a, a her quote. It was Jen, and yeah. I can tell you, I can tell you who she was talking to if you want. Oh yes, she was talking to Pacey. This was when that makes sense. He's Jen in love with Joey. Pacey and Joey, and yes, they were talking about lost causes, and he thought he was one, and this yes. was one. We love therapy, Jen. Okay, last question. See if you can get nine out of ten here. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. She's one of a kind. There's no one like her, and she will always hold a special place in my heart. Was this Joey, Pacey, Andy, or Dawson? And I can repeat it if you want to. She's one of a kind. She will always hold a special place in my heart. I mean, it has to be about Joey. Who else would it be about? And so that means, like, it's either a Dawson or a Pacey quote. And it's probably I'm leaning towards Dawson. What do you think? I just so badly want Andy to have said something. <laughs> Andy says none of this. Who would Andy be talking about? That's what I was trying to figure out. Oh, <gasps> is it Andy speaking at Abby's funeral? What can you repeat it? She's one of a kind. There's it's no Andy. one like her. Yes. And she will always hold a special place. Yes, in my because heart. she has to figure yes. out what to say without pissing yes. people off at Abby's yes. funeral. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Lock that's it. it. In, Andy. B-B. Andy. Lock it Andy. in. Andy. Andy. Got it. And Yay! I actually that one specifically and made it last because I knew it was going to be a hard one and it would have Andy and Abby in it. And I knew you guys would appreciate that. So. We yes. love that. I'm so happy. Nine, nine out of ten. That was yeah. pretty good. That We're was pretty good. And the one that we got wrong, to be honest with you, is like at least Abby was in the vicinity. She was a part of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Totally. Is that it? Did we win? You, you definitely mean, won. You got 90%. Yay, passed. 90%. Passed. 90%. That's an A. I love A's. I've never <laughs> seen an A in my life, but I would assume that I would love them. <laughs> that was incredible thank you so much eric for putting that together for us because that was so i love i love a good trivia contest so so fun 
Um, Sarah, do you want to know what next week's episode is titled? I, I, I just know it has the name Joey Potter in it. So what's the rest of it? Joey Potter and the Cape Side Redemption. Oh, okay. <laughs> so excited. Yay. Joey's redemption arc. Hooray for all of us. <laughs> is this what we were looking for? Like a long time ago. This is, oh my God. Joey's. Sarah, will you die if it's an only Joey episode again? <laughs> um, I will be taken by the creek and I will haunt <laughs> the creek days for the rest of my life. Yes um well that's that's about all we have of course we're going to be back next week with another episode of dawson's creek for everybody eric you have the distinct honor of being our final guest on dawson's creek how do you feel how do you feel i feel amazed this was really nice i really appreciate you letting me come do this it's so much fun it's been so much fun to like go through this whole journey with you both and with everybody that calls in and it's so nice and i'm just excited that you get to you know, do this for two more weeks. And Sarah, I'm really stoked for you to get to watch the finale. I hope you enjoy it. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting nervous. I, I'm getting really, I'm actually getting really nervous, but I'm excited. I'll be um, curious and you'll probably do this anyway next week, but yeah, I want to hear some thoughts next week of what do you think is going to happen? Yeah, predictions. Yeah, I figured we're you'd not do it anyway. Yeah. Or even what you want to have happen too. Yeah, yeah. So it's, once again, it's, two episodes wrapped into one right okay two-part finale so we have one more episode then a two-part finale and then of Mm -hmm. course we're going to do some post dawson's creek analysis podcasts you'll hear about that in the future um but we're not we're not just like dropping off the off the creek after after the last episode so um this has been absolutely stellar eric thank you so much for always being an absolutely phenomenal guest you always bring something interesting and fun to the table this time you brought trivia which i absolutely loved um thank you so much for joining us for this and hopefully you'll stay on with us for another journey on the next show we're covering um but just thank you thank you so much for being such a a great support and a a lovely hope or lovely uh guest on the podcast it's been my pleasure thank you sarah what else do you have going on what do you want to tell the people about where can they find you, et cetera, et cetera? Well, you know, I'm about to move across country, so I'm not taking on 500 podcasts at the moment. But uh, you can find Jessica and I covering and just like that on Pusher Recaps. And we're having a good time over there. I feel like we have like two or three more episodes. Yeah, we're almost just done. Like that. Almost done with that. And then aside from that, just like catch me being a Midwestern girly. <laughs> Lovely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, you can find Sarah at Sarah Ferguson. You can find me at the Just Sterling. You can find us at Shit 90s Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, I have a whole mess of crap going on. The after party over on Pusher Recaps community. I just started Billions with Josh Wiggler over on Pusher Recaps. If that's something you're interested in, um, you could find all of that over on Pusher Recaps. And uh, and yeah, very soon we are we're taking a couple more weeks, but we are we haven't forgotten about freaks and geeks. Life has gotten in the way, of course, but on the bright side, it'll be just in time for back to school. So I feel like that's appropriate. Yeah, um, it's meant to be. It is meant to be. Eric, anything else you want to plug? Anything else you want people to check out before we sign off? Uh, no plugs for me. If anybody wants to say hi, just let me know. Hit me up on Instagram or Facebook. And if you want to talk about Dawson's Creek as we are into the finale, it's fun incredible yeah nothing going on just work thank you all for listening so much we will be back next week uh until then everybody have a good one bye just ask shit 90 shows taught me
Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.